reset, readjust, refocus, restart as many times as you need to, but never ever give up on the person that you're becoming. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Can I Get a Redo podcast with Jamie Nicole. I'm your host. Every time you listen in, you can expect to hear discussions on life screw-ups from the mundane to the seemingly irrevocable. It's time that we start to dig in and find the moral of our mistakes so that we can keep going. Let's do it. Hey, what's up? Can I get a redo podcast, fam? Happy November Saturday. It's a chilly Saturday here in Texas, and I'm okay with that. I like the cooler weather. There are a bunch of acorns attacking cars, people, and houses um, this time of year, so look out for those. They are covering my driveway and beating up the roof of my house. Um, I don't know about you, but watch your step because those acorns on the ground can get you. I've been pretty upbeat and positive thus far about us shifting into the fall and the holiday season and I I like to keep things positive on this podcast. That's a goal. However, I'm going to issue a complaint. Last podcast, I talked about how I'm, I'm all about falling backwards in time, not springing forward. Quickly after saying that, I have to swallow my words a little bit because I enjoy running early morning. And part of why I enjoy that is, number one, no one's out. Uh, number two is that it's gen- generally dark. Um, but with us falling backwards, we've lost some daylight in the evening, but then it's brighter earlier. And that I'm not completely enjoying. I, I don't know. I like the mysteriousness of running in the dark and just feeling alone with my thoughts and not being watched, um, You know, if you're someone who runs in public, um, on public streets or parks, things like that, um, you know, you're, you're going to get watched. People are watching you and cars passing by will see you, but there's just something about being able to run more discreetly, more privately, at least I like the illusion of that, that early morning runs can provide, but you know what? I'll get over myself. Maybe I just need to wake up earlier. Um, before the light starts hitting me. Um, But yeah, maybe try going for one of those vampire runs in the morning. Um, It does something for me mentally. And if you're a Texan, you avoid sweating and you avoid having to apply sunscreen for dark runs. So that's why I do it. For today's topic... Let's talk about that's why you shouldn't be a brown noser. AKA a sycophant. If you've never heard 
the term sycophant. That's okay, you have now. And we'll talk more about how brown nosing is also known as being a sycophant or sycophancy. It's an old term, not commonly used. We typically use the idiom brown nosing, and it's more of a fun phrase and um, creates a somewhat inappropriate visual, and, but it's easier to say. So, but I want to also use sycophant as, you know, a, a synonym um, because it's probably less vulgar and less offensive and um, probably been around more than the brown-nosing idiom. I'm not an expert on that, but that's what I, from my knowledge, I think um, this concept of brown-nosing started as sycophancy. Thank you also for listening um, today and always, and keep listening. Stay with me. So glad that everyone is here and a part of the Can I Get a Redo podcast fam and helping it to grow and helping it to thrive. So I welcome all listeners. I want to throw some some words at you and I want you to think about the connotations surrounding these words. Doormat, butt kisser, suck up, toady, sweet talker, two-faced, apple polisher, and bootlicker. All right, podcast fam, how do those words make you feel? Are they positive, negative, offensive, repulsive, silly, humorous? They're all going to elicit different connotations for each of us, but for me, I cringe at brown nosing. I feel like brown nosers are repulsive. They are still human beings. They still have value. (sighs) However, if we separate their human value from this practice of brown nosing, I am saying that I cringe at the practice of brown nosing. And I think it stems from not being a confident person or being an entitled person quite possibly it could go all the way back to maybe childhood for someone who engages in brown nosing maybe they grew up being told like they're awesome no matter what that they're gifted talented intelligent so smart um and overly complimented um and just had this concept of themselves that's not realistically sustainable or quite true or not all the time at least we all deserve praises and compliments and we all do have worthwhile gifts but like we can't constantly be pumped with like false 
compliments. It can be to our detriment, um, self-view-wise and character-wise. And it can lead to becoming a brown noser as an adult. So that may not apply to all people, but I do think sometimes I've noticed in brown nosers that I've observed in all walks of life that um, oftentimes they are people who mistakenly think too well of themselves and it may not be their fault it could be something ingrained in them um, as children but could be the opposite maybe this wasn't the case in in a brown noser's childhood maybe they just um you know have have stepped into this brown nosing practice um and become sycophants you know out of desperation as an adult so um, we do live in a competitive world and you could say it's dog eat dog. It's all about survival and um, as the world carries on, it, it does get filled with more corruption and more self-seeking and manipulation and poor strategies for going about professional and personal um, aspects of life. That... That being said, this idiom of brown-nosing is a term that's, that's common to all because it's referring to self-promotion. It does have vulgar, vulgar origin, but it's widely used and it's not thought of as completely vulgar to the point of disuse because we still throw it around we still say it it is widely used and, and widely understood and you know the phrases that I mentioned those are synonyms for um, brown nosing that just to me conjure up uh, things that I repulse that I want to stay from away from that I don't want to be associated with or connected to or um qualities that that I want someone to think of me or for me to to um engage or participate in and it's now time to discuss why we should not be brown nosers. The first reason why we should not be a brown noser is because brown nosing is disgenuine. It's untrustworthy. And when you brown nose, you lose your credibility to yourself and to others. Do you know a brown noser? Have you ever worked with one? Do you live with one? Do you have one in your family? Do you have a friend that's a brown noser, but you still remain friends because you love them and you overlook their their brown nosing? Um, have you noticed that they're not able to maintain authenticity in who they are, how they speak, how they conduct themselves and their actions? Um, because of their brown nosing 
to me, when we step out of our authentic selves, we are not being trustworthy and we're not being credible. And credibility requires authenticity and people have to be able to trust you. And we don't want to be disingenuine people. So that's just one reason why you should not be a brown noser. The second reason why you should not be a brown noser is because when you brown nose, you degrade your own self-worth and value. You chip away at how you view yourself. And I didn't really define brown nosing and maybe I should have, but I'm coming from a place that my listeners are intelligent enough to understand brown nosing and um, we all have different interpretations of it and, and there's various forms of brown nosing and some more innocent than others. But um, I did mention that this is an idiom used for self-promoting. So when someone is brown nosing, they're, they're trying to achieve or they're trying to gain or they're trying to influence in ways that degrade themselves because we just mentioned that you step out of your authentic self um, and you may be operating in some fakery, some um, presenting yourself in, in a way that's not how you normally would speak or be, um, that you're doing it for the moment or for that purpose that you're brown nosing for. Um, and you're degrading yourself in that, that process because your brown nosing is a sign that you doubt yourself, that you don't have the confidence to achieve things authentically and, um, you know, by just being yourself. Now, I need to further explain, like, how you're degrading your self-worth. I, I mentioned that you chip away at your yourself because the way you see yourself. Because you, anything we obtain by brown nosing, we have to maintain with continued brown nosing. And when we do that, we lose sight of our own ability to achieve things just naturally without having to flatter, without having to overwork ourselves, without having to speak ourselves up, um, you know, in an, in an excessive, um, elaborative, exaggerating type of way. And and, and that, I hope I'm explaining that, that you're degrading your self-worth. Like you no longer think that just by being yourself, by just allowing things to unfold naturally, you, you just, you no longer see yourself as capable without trying to take matters in your own hands and and manipulating people, situations, 
and your own self-presentation. So, um, you know, you're not you're not dressing how you normally would. You're not speaking how you normally would. You're, you know, engaging with people that you maybe really don't um, want to be for the sake of, you know, self-promotion and personal gain. And we need a healthy self-view. And we need to do things that build our self-view by being authentic, by achieving things by just being good people and not having to twist and contort ourselves into some version that's not even what people in our personal realms know us to be and, um, you know, doing favors we don't want to do, like saying yes when we really want to say no. And sometimes it's good to do that, but, um, you know, we need to be able to think highly of ourselves without having to kiss up without having to be fake so check yourself and and really reflect on am I doing this am I approaching matters in such a way that I don't see myself capable so I have to like go to these other extremes Instead of trusting in myself and seeing value in myself that, you know, if I don't, if X, Y, and Z doesn't happen for me, that's okay. That doesn't mean that, you know, I'm any less and I need to go out and like, um, you know, instantly change myself to try and please others or to get something. Maybe you don't need that something. Maybe you just need to be true to yourself trust in yourself think highly of yourself and realize that not every lane is your lane stay in your own lane and quit brown nosing because you are degrading your own self-worth the way you see yourself is slowly going downhill because you are losing sight of who you truly are and you're losing faith in in and being yourself and you're being some other version of yourself that is stressful to to maintain and to keep up so be yourself instead and don't degrade yourself a third reason why you shouldn't be a brown noser is because whatever you achieve, whatever heights you reach through self-promotion that is not pure at heart, you are gaining that through manipulation. So in a sense, when you brown nose, you're stealing admiration, validation, and promotion or professional advancement. And Can I Get a Redo podcast listeners are not thieves. We are people that gain things through being good people, honest people, working hard and um, letting, letting gifts and blessings and opportunities come to us organically. And we don't need 
to steal admiration, validation, and get promoted through manipulation of circumstances, money, or people. We don't need to do that. Hence, we need to replace this idiom of brown nosing and instead aim to be clean potatoes. Have you ever heard the phrase clean potato? And I'm not speaking of washing your potatoes before cooking and eating them. When I say be a clean potato, I'm talking instead of being a brown noser, be the salt of the earth. Be a person as best you can of faultless character. A synonym for clean potato could be an upstander. So a clean potato would achieve naturally, authentically, at their own pace, and a clean potato doesn't need to take matters in their own hands. They don't have to people please. They don't have to buy their way into situations or friendships or connections. They network naturally. And here are a couple of words that I now want to invite you to to meditate on and see what kind of connotations arise within you as I say these things. Intervener. Advocate. Supporter. Honesty. Leader. Giver. Diligent. These are words to me that better represent who we should try to be each day. We don't need to be a sycophant. We need to be clean potatoes. So I want to give you a couple of alternate methods that we can replace brown nosing with. And like a lot of what I say, I feel like it's common sense, but you know, maybe we don't think deeply or look closely at um, the type of actions we're taking in our workplace because we're just so busy with the stress of our jobs and we don't think about, you know, if we're being a brown noser, if we're being um, a clean potato, but it is easy to spot and to judge other people. I, I, I currently work with and have worked with many a brown noser and I say it's easy to spot in others, uh, not so easy in ourselves. So, um, we have a duty to reflect on our own actions in our personal and professional spaces. So, um, do that if you feel like you might be guilty of a little bit of brown nosing and here's some alternate methods for self-promoting because we should stand up for ourselves, and we should self-advocate and we should go for opportunities to 
better ourselves and um, get into um, higher places in our professions and try to surround ourselves in better communities. But we want to do it by being clean potatoes, salt of the earth. So one thing that we can do instead of being a brown noser is we can just work hard and we can be as positive as possible. We're not going to be positive all the time, but when you when you go about life, whether personal or professional, and you just work hard and you're positive, it's it's contagious and it's admirable. And I argue it will do a lot more for you internally and externally um, as opposed to... Um, you know, trying to buy your way in or faking like a brown noser might do. So another method would be to not just work hard, but also to insert yourself genuinely when you have the expertise and value to add to um, a situation as opposed to, you know, ex- always being the yes man just because of what it will get you like you're inserting yourself because you can really be an asset to someone else or to a situation and instead of you know doing it for gain you're doing it for a greater cause beyond what you know inserting yourself could get you so insert yourself in situations and with people when You have the true expertise and value to add. And you're doing so for no other gain except, you know, just to be helpful. And another method, an alternate method to brown nosing would be um, an extension of what I just said. But to constantly be doing what you can to be innovating and offering solutions be a solution person Um, bring forth solutions and ideas Um, and obviously that goes without saying to to make sure that you're offering those for no gain other than to just to be helpful and um, you know to challenge yourself and to contribute and that you know reaffirms us naturally and that helps us to feel confident when we can help others it it blesses us and it improves our self-thinking um when we can offer solutions and we're doing so um with genuine intentions with no selfish motivation we just you know can can help out we are creative people who have solutions and ideas and that will make you think better about yourself see yourself better help others to you know um see your value and your potential and how you are an asset and it will build trust because if you offer solutions and you're not a complainer um you know people will be drawn to you and rely on you and come to you more and have greater respect when you can do that genuinely one last alternate method for self-promotion that we should operate in versus brown nosing is to be people who 
build up others instead of ourselves. So a lot of times with brown nosers, we we know that they are, you know, often braggers and often doing what they're doing. They're like fishing for compliments. They're fishing for applause. They're fishing to be the center of attention. And clean potatoes, salt of the earth people don't need to do that because they feel good inside already. And anything, any applause that comes at us from um, external sources is just a bonus. It's, it's, it's like an add-on. It's not something that we, you know, desperately need and we have to go brown nose for it. Like we're good within our own self-view and self-confidence and self-worth that, um, you know, we can just do the right thing and know that good things will come. People will notice and we're okay if they, they do or they don't. But people who brown nose are not okay with people not noticing them. They're not okay with sitting back and naturally waiting for good things to come to them. They, they need to be in control, okay? And that's why we don't want to be brown nosers. We need instead to try to build up others instead of ourselves. And when we build up others, we are coincidentally building up ourselves because when we take focus off ourselves, it it has this way of reviving our hearts, our minds, our energy. When we see that we are benefiting others in the world around us and spreading good and being helpful and, you know, spending our time and efforts in a worthwhile way, that's intrinsic rewards for us. And, um, We need to be about the business of building up others. I, I I strongly believe that people who build up others are a lot more likable people than a brown noser. Um, I not only don't want to be a brown noser, I try to avoid brown nosers. And um, I can respect them, but I don't need to be around them much. I don't want any brown nosing... Um, being rubbed off onto myself and I don't want to be manipulated by a brown noser or used by a brown noser and instead of building others up a lot of times brown nosers are just out to use people to get where they want to go or to obtain what it is that they're after and that's a big no-no can I get a redo podcast fam I just declare over you that you shall be a clean potato and not a sycophant all right at this point in the episode which is season two episode eight thanks for being here for season two and listening all the way to episode eight of season two I want to give some podcast mentions to a poem to a book to some authors that If you um, are interested in this topic of brown nosing and investigating it further, understanding like some background, some context behind brown nosing, um, I think you can read online for free a poem called Inferno. And it is written by um, an Italian poet from Florence, Italy. And he's also known for his work Divine Comedy, if you're familiar 
and his name is Dante Alighieri. And in his poem, Inferno, he's pretty much making a strong claim that brown nosers or sycophants are um, of a status that's lower in hell than murderers. And that is a strong, a strong feeling toward the practice of brown nosing. And I think some brown nosers are very serious about their brown nosing and perhaps have done it for a long time. And I think that's sad because I think the more you brown nose, the, the more your character falls to the wayside and the less integrity you're at risk for for having um, as a human being. So maybe take a look at that poem if you're interested, um, if you're interested in literature. If not, that's okay. Um, plenty of comedic works out there that, you know, poke at brown nosing. Um, if you want to spend some time finding some brown nosing entertainment. Also, I want to mention a book titled Sucking Up. And this is written by a husband and wife team of authors, Deborah and Mark Parker. You can find that book on Amazon. Um, These are two professors that um, wrote a book that mentions how fables can illustrate and portray um, how low brown nosers go just to flatter and to achieve. Um, And they also, in the book Sucking Up, they raise such questions as what are brown nosers' motivations? Um, What are the wider effects of brown nosing? And what is the larger meaning of the brown nosing practice? And that last question to me is very intriguing because anything that we do as human beings that becomes an idiom such as brown nosing and then it becomes widespread common knowledge for centuries because um, brown nosing, you could say, goes back to 14th century and, um, you know, comes from... um, well, at least the sycophant term comes from a Greek character um, um, in a play called Wealth. And, you know, when something is this widespread and well-known for centuries, I want to know the larger meaning of the brown nosing practice. Um, so if you're interested, um, check out the book called Sucking Up by Deborah and Mark Parker. I will say this is a book that's good for 18-year-olds and up just because there is, um, you know, language combined with um, humor and um, I think it's more of an adult read and um, check it out if you're interested. If not, that's okay too. Just want to, you know, mention some things that go along with today's topic and that's all I have for you today. Can I get a redo podcast fam? So I hope that you found today's discussion interesting or entertaining and 
share it if you feel so and keep listening and come back i look forward to getting to talk to you next week and um go for that vampire dark run if you will try it out running in the morning is so peaceful also go forth being a clean potato and remember that we don't want to be a brown noser because we don't want to be disingenuine we don't want to degrade our own self-worth and value and we don't want to be thieves we don't want to gain through manipulation tactics we don't want to steal admiration validation and, and promotion thus be well do well speak well and bye for now